0: Community Focus is a look at events, issues, and initiatives happening in and around the Brainerd Lakes area. Community Focus is produced by Hubbard Radio Brainerd and broadcast locally on 106.7 WJJY. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas and today... On Community Focus, we are going to talk with uh, some folks from Interfaith Volunteers. Our guests today include Ann Siljan. She is the director. And Tim McCarthy is also with. Tim is the assistant director. Folks, welcome to Community Focus. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Ann, maybe I'll start with you. Um, I know we've had you on the show before, and it seems your name has changed a little bit, but I would assume that you're still doing the same thing. And we're going to talk about that too for our listeners who might not be familiar with interfaith volunteers.
1: Yes, thank you. I'll just give you a little uh, background. We formerly were known as Lakes Area Interfaith Caregivers, okay. and just recently our board approved a name change to Interfaith Volunteers. Just to sh- we shortened our name a little bit, and we feel like this new name is a little, it's more reflective of what we do. We Interfaith is the piece that we were formed back in two thousand one by members of the faith community, social workers. Uh, Medical professionals, people really seeing the need for services in uh, enabling individuals to stay remain remain living independently in their own homes. So the interfaith piece, uh, volunteers is volunteers are the backbone of our organization. We have about 350 volunteers working in within our community to um, to provide our services. So Mm -hmm. so our name, interfaith volunteers, is really. more concise, shorter version of who we are, and we also felt that the word lakes area was a little bit redundant because it is used quite extensively in our our community.
0: Sure, sure. And what kind of services are provided by Interfaith Volunteers?
1: Well, we really like to uh, uh, think of ourselves as simply rides and ramps. That's a little bit of, of a shorter version of what we do, but we really we build about. And I'll let Tim explain a little more about that. But we we build about forty ramps per year, really enabling people to um, access their homes safely if they're in a wheelchair or need need some type of assistance. So we we build the ramps, and we also give. Rides. We get about 200 calls a month for people needing transportation to medical appointments, grocery shopping, um, even hair appointments, um, picking up their prescriptions. Just sometimes, it's just the only time that people really uh, are able to get out of their their home. So it's it's a social interaction. But we our volunteers will pick them up, bring them to their appointment, and and then bring them home again safely.
0: Yeah, very interesting. That's a lot of ramps that you're building around the lakes area, Tim. Uh, uh, were you a carpenter in your former life, or oh, <laughs>
2: on and off during college and high school and between summers of teaching or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done carpentry work all my life, and um, that's something that we got into almost immediately. It was just a crying need, and we were talking to the county yesterday, and when I talked to them later, uh, you know, years afterwards, I said, well you know before we were in existence how did you do with your ramps and they said well we could only build about half of what we were asked to build because we couldn't afford them they were too wow. expensive and i said since we've been in business how many um how many have you turned down they said none and that's you know that's 17 18 years Wow. So it's a really a boon to the, to the county. And it's also a money saver to the county, to the taxpayers, when we help keep these people out of the nursing home. Right.
0: Exactly. So. Yeah, um, My uh, family has utilized a service like this uh, where my dad was living at the time with my sister in Wisconsin. And uh, he did not even use a wheelchair, but he had gotten to the point where just going upstairs was too much. And they came in and built a ramp. And I, you probably can tell thousands of stories like that. whether it's wheelchairs or just someone that uh, has trouble with the steps.
2: Yeah, you know, we've got so many stories. And I was telling some stories in a a big church several years ago, and uh, the people were taking their Kleenexes out. And uh, after the service, I went up to the pastor and I said, is is that okay if I tell these stories? He said, these are true, these are in their backyard, and we can do something about it. You go ahead and keep telling the stories. And, uh, you know, one one story that's very interesting is just this last fall, we had a call from a widow of a a, um, a Korean vet, and she said, I've got an aluminum ramp from the VA and I'd like to donate it. And I said, that's wonderful because we've got several of those, and they are beautiful and uh, cost the taxpayers a lot of money. (laughs) But um, the the next day I got a call from a World War II vet in Brainerd that said – we're moving out of the nursing home. My wife fell down in the nursing home. We don't like it there. We're going to get home care. We're going home. And he was 96 and she was 95. Wow. So I went and looked at that. And there's a lot of what people would call coincidences in our business. We know that it's God helping us. Um, I went and measured up the ramp that they needed. They needed a, a six-foot landing and a 20-foot ramp. And the lady was donating a six-foot landing and a 20-foot ramp. I wow. mean, it, it, we, wished, we took it over there in one day. And I gave them pictures of her and her address and, and her pictures of them on the ramp. And so they're communicating and thanking each other. Things like that happen with us every day. So he was taken care of in two days from his call. So,
0: uh, I know that doesn't happen that convenient all the time. Yeah. And and you guys build a lot of these yourselves, don't you? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Most of them we do build. Yeah. And I thought it was going to slow down. We built 40 last year. You know, We were yeah. about 35 or something. And all of a sudden, it's, it, I think for eight weeks we built two a week, and it's just I, you know people are starting to get more disabled and and whatever. Yeah. It's just I thought you know it's it's probably maybe forty two maybe forty three we built last year more than we've we've ever built. Yeah. So there's there's definitely a need.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, when I think of building a ramp, I think uh, two things. First of all, you need materials, and second of all, you need volunteers to get that done. Uh, let's talk about that. Uh, starting with materials, uh, obviously, uh, uh, you'll need donations to keep this going from oh, the public. Oh, absolutely,
2: yeah. absolutely. If anybody would like to donate to us, we'll give you the number and things later. Um, we budget. We used to budget twelve thousand dollars, but I know our treasurer is telling us we spent more than that on materials last year. Uh, twelve thousand dollars of our money. We just, if somebody can't afford it, we just take care of it. But sometimes their family can help. Sometimes they're covered by the county. Sometimes the the VA will call us and the VA will uh, take care of it. Um, sometimes neighbors, you know, they just. They're sometimes their church will help. And it, it's getting a little more expensive. Probably five to six hundred dollars per ramp. Mm-hmm. Depends on the length. Sure. And uh, but it'll, we'll get it done. We don't go into a house and say, "Oh, when you can afford this, call us." You know, boom, they need it and. Uh, right. But And the volunteers, we can always use a volunteer or two uh, to help build ramps because what happens is I've got about 60, but what happens is every year one or two because of arthritis or something have to quit. Yeah. And I'll tell you, when they call and tell me they can't do it anymore, I don't think one of them is not crying. Hmm. I mean, they love it. They love it. They see the results. Um, we get it done. I don't think we ever take more than like five hours. Um, they have a good time, and then they can see the people using the ramp. So it's like uh, it really is a worthwhile thing. So if, anybody, if anybody's out there that, that thought, boy, i got to hook into something, I, I can build stuff. And they, they don't need any tools. we got a trailer full of tools. They don't, mm. they don't really need to know how to do it because I'll be at every project, So uh, although most of my boys could do it without me by now. So yeah. anyway.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Uh, and I mean, really, I suppose every uh, every home presents its own uh, mm-hmm. set of, uh, uh, if you will, uh, engineering problems because no two homes are the same. Right. So it'd be right. nice if they were all a nice simple little ramp right up from the sidewalk, but it doesn't always work that way, does it?
2: No, no. Every I, I've got to go design the ramp. I was just showing Ann when we were waiting. Here's one, and here's one. <laughs> you know, they're all different. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: yeah. All right. Um, let's talk a little bit about how we can volunteer and how we can donate to interfaith volunteers
1: sure we the nice thing about our organization is that we, we, we need volunteers, but there's no time commitment they someone can volunteer one hour a week, one hour a month. Um, once a year really we we really will will use volunteers however they however it works for them um i use my own mother as an example she's a, a retired woman who lives up in the breezy point area and she's become one of our volunteers who drives and she has a she has a neighbor who needs to go to into town once a week for groceries and and errands. And and my my mom is going anyway. So she brings her along. And you know, there's just so many people out there like that they they just volunteer because it's the right thing to do they're going anyway and and then they really develop these friendships they in my mom's case she and this woman have become friends and they go to plays together and i think someone starts out volunteering thinking they're they're helping or they're they're doing a service but they realize they really realize that they get just as much in return if not more so our volunteers are really just like i said before the the backbone of our organization and One thing that we're finding, too, is that two things is that some of our former volunteers are now becoming people we serve just because of Mm -hmm. we've been around for almost 20 years. And and so in need of our services. And so so our volunteers are are aging. And also we, we find that there are a lot of. New people moving to Crowing Crow County, uh, more um, recently retired people who who are looking for a place to plug in, and in our organization, whether it's doing, being one of our drivers or helping with the building projects, I mean we we really have have a need, and there is no no time commitment. It's it's a very simple quick application process that can be done on our online and and we we really just we just do a we do a background check obviously for the the safety of both our volunteers and our clients yeah. and and then um, someone can start very soon after that.
0: Okay. Uh, give us that website uh, in case we have listeners that say hey, I'd like to maybe submit an application.
1: Right. Our our website is just simply interfaithvolunteers.org. That's interfaithvolunteers.org. And our phone number is two one eight eight two zero seven four five four. So you can either call or look us up on our, our website and we will we will respond. Um, I also would like to mention where where our funding comes from. We we're a mission-based organization and all of we don't turn anyone away based on their inability to pay. So we will help people no matter no matter what. If if they are able to make a donation, we will certainly accept that, but we like to respond within 1 to 3 days of receiving a request. We really don't turn anyone away based on their ability to pay and we are so we are so fortunate in this community because we have vol- we have individual donors we have we receive donations from many of the faith communities we receive donations from the service organizations the lions the rotary those types of things we receive donations from many businesses i i our list would be too long to even to even mention but we are very fortunate f- with the donations we receive We also receive donations of lumber and materials that Tim could could speak to a Uh little bit more. So we we can always use, obviously use more uh, donations, but we have been um, very fortunate over the years to receive, to, to keep operating based on the generosity of people in our community.
0: Yeah. And if we have listeners that would like to make a contribution, can they do that maybe even at the website?
1: Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. They, they can donate. We, we do have the capability of donating online, again, at interfaithvolunteers.org. And our, our mailing address is there as well if someone prefers to mail a check. Sure.
0: Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, that's pretty cool when you have uh, donations in kind as well. Uh, like we say, cash is great, but if someone... Um, any companies that have extra lumber or something from a site that they want to donate, they can do that as well?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it depends on, you know, if it's treated and different things we can use, but we'd be happy to take that, yeah. yeah. Uh, a few years ago, we were putting in a new floor for a, quite a large family in a trailer house where the floor is totally rotted out, oh and uh, one of the companies, one of the co- contractors uh, in town donated 20 sheets of uh, tongue-and-groove three-quarter-inch plywood, which is about... I think it 's probably forty or fifty dollars a sheet, so wow, uh, that saved us a lot of money, and we really appreciated that
0: yeah uh, you 've already mentioned you work with the county and uh, churches and organizations uh, so there 's a lot of different ways that you find out about these folks. But if we have someone listening and they need a ramp or they need help getting somewhere, can they again just go to the website or best yet to give you a call.
1: Yes, either one is fine. And Colleen, our our volunteer coordinator, would be the person who answers the phone, and she is – so good at at assessing the needs, and and even if if it's somebody that we are unable to help, we can refer them to many of the other organizations in in our service area, um, because we do really have a pr- pretty particular mission as far as transportation and home modification. But if someone um, needs something that we're not able to provide, we we can refer them in that direction, and we also have a very good working relationship with the the. Crow Wing County, as Tim mentioned earlier, and, and the, the social workers there. Um, we get many of our referrals from from them as well.
0: Wonderful. Well, we thank you for what you're doing in our community. It truly makes a big difference, I know, for so many families. Uh, remind everybody again, interfaithvolunteers.org, or you can call 218-820-7454 and find out more information, or uh, make that contribution. We hope you will. Or volunteer. Volunteers are always needed. Anything else we should know about interfaith volunteers?
2: Have we got time for one quick story? I, uh, I doubt it. Huh? Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, several years ago, uh, the mother of my best friend in high school, who lives up, she lives up here, and her husband was a World War II vet, and she was trying to get him to the, to the clinic and to the hospital quite often he was in a wheelchair and she was crying and she said I I can't get him there and the van doesn't come out here and I said well you know I really don't know what we can do and my wife said there was a lady that came to training tonight that was driving a wheelchair van oh, wow. and so I looked down there and, and she has MS or something and but she drives and she said I want to drive real wheelchair patients so I said I told his mother I'll call you right back I called this volunteer. She said, I'd love to do that. That's exactly, she said, I'm not helpless. I can help. And she was very determined. And when I called my, the, his mother back, she lived two doors down. The volunteer lived two wow. doors down from his mother. Mm-hmm. So she gave him rides until he couldn't stay home anymore, like at least a year and a half, maybe two years. Gave him rides wherever he needed to go. And it worked out, again, a, a God thing. I think so. Yeah.
0: Folks, thank you so much for being here to talk about Interfaith Volunteers. Thanks for what you're doing in our community.
1: Thank you, Ken. Thank you.
0: Our guests today, Ann Siljan is the Director of Interfaith Volunteers. Tim McCarthy is the Assistant Director, and we hope you'll check him out. Again, 218-820-7454 or interfaithvolunteers.org. I'm Ken Thomas, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. And don't forget, Community Focus is available anytime online at our website, 1067wjjy.com.